This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Let me welcome to the show, Laree Daniel. Favors! You know, you and I, when we're here, pipeline, (laughs) architect, you know, we we are crafting the the 10,000-year plan, and... So I started watching this TV show on Cinemax just because, you know, at night I just want to unwind and just watch mindless television. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Warrior. Hmm. It was a Bruce Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee, before he died, had yeah. this vision. Took a bunch of years, of course, for somebody to pick it up. But it's it's uh, it chronicles the, the story of a young man who came over on a boat from China. Mm. Uh, his grandfather was American <clears throat> who fell in love with a, uh, a Chinese woman mm-hmm. uh, and had two kids. The daughter ended up over here and she's like in organized crime. And she's badass. Mm. So he's coming to get his sister. And there's a whole mm. backstory. I'm I'm figuring it out. What but year are they in? What? 1870, 18. Oh. Right. So it's a period piece. It's history. Okay. And, it's, and to me, you know, it's like underground and all. Yeah. You, you get so much out of these stories. Right. You know, right. Um, Hell on Wheels. You get to learn some mm. things. Right. So I, you know, I have a cursory knowledge of, of the Chinese, yeah. you know, the railroads, of course. Right. I knew that there was a rule that women couldn't come. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I knew that there was, a, for example, a Chinese exclusion act. Several. Yeah. There, there were, were actually yeah, several. Yeah. All right. So the, there was a that was a federal law first signed by Chester Arthur in 1882, prohibiting all immigration of Chinese laborers. Yeah. Then uh, 1875, I think they banned Chinese women from immigrating to the United States. And that and, was the, the Page Act. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So so I'm learning about some things. But as I'm watching this, I'm also getting uh, a history that parallels Africans. That's right. And it's beautiful to start putting the pieces together because as I was driving in today, I was like, we're living in a big exploded puzzle. I mm. often say that about people, but also our history yeah. has been exploded in such a way that we got to literally pick the pieces up and put them together and fit them in neatly. And when you start to do that, you get a picture that could disturb you, but also could inspire you Mm -hmm. because people went to great lengths to explode this history. So when I look at this, first of all, uh, Chinese people were called coolies. Mm-hmm. They were called onions. They were called rice niggers. Mm-hmm. Rice niggers. I mm-hmm. was like, that's creative. Yes, nigger is like the universally yeah. applied right. term for until you reach a certain level of white acceptability. And you, you can be you a know sand, what, nigger, right. a, a sand nigger, nigger, a nigger, a rice, rice nigger. nigger. Yeah. Right. Er. This, uh, yes. Uh, anyway. Um, but what they're showing, it comes on Friday nights, but I watched it on demand because I didn't even know it existed until I was going through on demand to see what was up there. So I'm watching it, and there's something called the Tongue Wars. Hmm. So and and it's like they had gangs, yeah, not dissimilar to the gangs right. that we have. And right. what they were saying, as I did some research, because you don't just see something and not right. follow up if you want to know stuff. But you know, our young lords and the disciples and the Crips and the Blood started as peaceful organizations. Oh, of, very much so. Yeah, which were helpful, not unlike the Black Panther or right. Move, where they wanted a community and right. um, you know, just kind of build this brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was it started out really nice, mm-hmm. and then it just what happened was colonization again. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you have to service when you come into a country where you're not a citizen where you're not valuable. So there was a scene um, where there was an Irishman. He's speaking to a bunch of Irishmen. Mm. And he's in a bar, of course, because that's the stereotypical place where you see Irish people. In the pub. In the pub. (laughs) And he's talking about, we fought in the Civil War. We fought in the Civil War and we freed the slaves. Mm -hmm. We freed those niggers. Those black niggers. We freed them. And what did we get? 
here they come to the north to take our jobs. Mm. Yeah. And now we move out west. And here come these rice niggers taking our jobs. Three to do the work of one man here. You know, so mm. they pay, you know, <clears throat> And as he was talking, he was angry. And they were like, yeah, right, yeah, these right. rice niggers. Like Make the, America great kill, again. Kill them, go back, you <laughs> chinky China, chinky China, right, all of this stuff. Right. And I'm sitting there, and I had a moment of of uh, understanding. Yeah. Because if I am limited in my skills, limited in my education, because what people don't know is nobody could read. Now, it was illegal for enslaved people to read. Right. But the Irish couldn't read. No. The Italians couldn't read. When they got, mm-hmm. No one could read. Certainly were, not reading in English. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. They were illiterate in right. English. Right. So you're not dealing with people who are thinking, and they're, they're leaving a place of lack. Yeah. Unlike the people that came over in the boats from Africa, which had a place of plenty. plenty. So right. the notion of, like, I don't have, so therefore I got to take from you, didn't really cross the minds of Africans because everybody could eat. There was right. food everywhere. Why were we taking? Like, Why, what are you doing? You have five trees. Right. Pull Here's, your mango. There get you go. Your, get, get a banana. Your, get your go coconut. Ahead. Yeah, right. Yeah. Eat. Right. You want some? Here, Here's some, some rice. Some right. Yeah. We can grow this. Yeah. But potato famines and all kind right. of manner of... Plagues op- and sicknesses pl- and... Brought on by... Anyway. Okay. That's another... I'm, lack of soap. Uh, lack, of soap. lack of cleanliness. But but the point I'm making is like to have such lack and then... The only thing you can do is this one thing, and this is how you feed your brood yeah. because there's no birth control either. So you may have ten kids to feed, right. and they're all looking to you. And women couldn't work, and right. women can, so so it's all on you. And you're a man, and mm-hmm. what it means to be a man is I provide, and I do this, and I have babies, and I'm in a, the land of plenty, so I should have access I should have to every- all that I need because I left the land of lack back there. And now I'm here, and at every turn, it's either these black people that I can't compete with because right. they they're going to work for less, right? Yeah. Now these Chinese, three of them, they can hire for, and I can't get a living wage. Right. Actually, I'm not even working because they can hire three. And instead of being mad at the people who have created this environment, right? You're mad at the people who are only trying to eat as well, right? And it's the same thing today. Whether mm-hmm. we're talking about the Guatemalans mm-hmm. and the Venezuelans coming mm-hmm. here, they're leaving a, you know, horrors to just eat and feed their family like anybody else. Right. But instead of being mad at a system. America for creating that lack so those people have to come. You're mad at the people and you want to build a wall. It's age old and I don't know what to do. So the question I have, how do we get to the mind of a person that all they see in front of them is not a person that just like you, a human being worthy of trying to live, just like you, just trying to live mm-hmm. and direct that attention to the system, the the one the corporation, mm-hmm. the company that has devalued you or put put people in a place to to take slave wages right. so that you are out of a job. Right. How do we direct this? Because this is at the crux. This system has been so brilliant in doing that. Yeah. And it's why we are where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do we change the narrative in in a mind of somebody who all they see is a sand nigger or a rice nigger or a Mexican or somebody taking something from me, as opposed to seeing this company is doing that. How do we stop them from doing that? Yeah. What? How do we make a pain point for them to stop doing that so that the Chinese person and the black person and me, all of us can yeah. make a living yeah. where we can all survive and thrive because they need us. Right. But it only works if there's always somebody that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Larie Favors is in the house. Hey, um, I'm talking about Warrior, uh, which is a show on Cinemax, but it's not really because everything should spark 
something in you to want to know more. And I love history pieces. I love 19th century literature yeah. for the same yeah. reason. And for the first time in my in my life, I'm putting pieces together that I never did. And I've kind of always considered myself relatively literate. You mm. know, I read and stuff. But the history is a patchwork in yeah. this country because it's been purposefully destroyed, mm -hmm. hidden, obfuscated, altered to to present a narrative. But now it's lining up. Yeah. Whether we're talking about Africans, and I'm always going to have a particular you know affinity towards mm -hmm. the African mm -hmm. story. But the Chinese story is stunning yeah. when you think about folk coming over here, um, build, literally building the railroads and, and how they were treated. We, we talk about the Japanese in a very little bit blip in, during World right. War II with right. the internment camps and how you can take people out of their homes who were citizens yeah. of this country. But we don't even think about that, right? Right. Think about living in your house. Mm-hmm. There's a war going on in Africa because you have African descendant blood. Right. Which is visible. Which is visible because <laughs> you got melanin. <laughs> they come knock on your door and take you to a concentration camp. Yeah. This is what happened. People were literally snatched out of That's their right. homes in the middle of the night. That's right. In America mm -hmm. who were citizens born mm -hmm. here. That's right. The Chinese come here, build a railroad make a community. So there's that scene with the Irish guy at the bar and they're like, Arr! and they were riled up and stuff. And then my question was, whose fault is it that you don't have a job? Yeah. Is it the Chinese person's fault? Is it the Mexicans person's fault? Mm. Is it the black person's fault that you don't have a job? There's a, a county in Georgia. A mayor said that she didn't want to hire somebody because they're not ready to hire we're black people. Ready for the blacks. And I was like, but can he do the job? Do you need the job done? Is, it, is he the most qualified? Like, are we at that place where you have to do affirmative action for yourselves because you can't Again? compete? Yeah, right. this is weird. Right. All right. So so I said, you know, it was funny. So there was this other thing, you know, um, there was a speech done by one of the Asians. And let me just tell you the casting in this. Mm. Some of the most beautiful people. I'm like, yes. Mm. You know, I, I had a conversation with Becky Wong. Was might have been last week about the Chinese culture. And yeah. We put it up on YouTube, and I have a couple more pieces that I when I have time I will. But you know, to to have these questions answered, like we never even consider because we never get to see Chinese people being sexualized, right. you know, or, or having, having relationships, relationships. Right. right, or being parents. Right. I mean, fresh off the boat. This is these are all in the last five years. Yeah. Fresh off the boat, yeah. crazy rich Asians. Given us, you know, before it was Bruce Lee and mm -hmm. Chow Young Fat. I think um, mm -hmm. Crouching Tiger, Hitting Dragon. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah, that was that was beautiful. Movie. Michelle Yo. I thought I could climb up trees. Come like, on, nobody's business. That I was I saw that movie. Yeah. I had to read subtitles because I usually fall asleep in the movies, but that kept kept yep, me up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, mm, I'm reading all of this. But there was a few and far between. Usually mm -hmm. we get the Jackie Chan and mm -hmm. Jet Li's and they're very caricature. You know what I'm saying. Yep. Um, but this is so beautiful. Mm. So beautiful. The people are beautiful. And they flip from Mandarin into English. Like, it's this wow. is so well done. So there's an Asian guy who is like one of the leaders. So they have these gangs. Mm -hmm. And there's this underworld that I talked about a little bit yesterday. Because the other thing I was thinking about is when you come to this country as an immigrant... You have to find an underworld right. to thrive in because right. the overworld is not hiring you. And it's explicitly excluding you from active participation. But this country thrives on underworld. There's a, And I said there are three things that this country thrives on. Pussy, gambling, Gracious. and liquor. <laughs> no, and I have to, I have to be that vulgar yeah, because this, yeah. these are the three industries that actually mm. pulse this nation. Maybe every nation. 
Gambling. And what was it? And, and alcohol or drugs. Or, you know, that, what do you call that? Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the trifecta. Yeah, when it. you think about what is used to sell, what is sold, and where it generates income, and we'll have even the poorest of the poor spending their money, even the wealthiest of the wealthy will get their fifty nine ninety nine massage down at, you know, a neighboring Mar a Lago right. institution. Hey. That's a really good point. Yeah. And yeah. I was, so this was also kind of, there's a backdrop because the gangs are really rooted in these three industries, yeah. right? Who's controlling the opium? Who's controlling the prostitution? Mm. Who's controlling the gambling? There's right. this, all of this thing. And then, then there's Chinatown. Right. And there's a line of demarcation that you can't cross, right? right? But Chinatown, you know what that is. White folk can come and they call white folk ducks, mm. which I, I maybe they'll explain it later. But the the ducks, these mm. are the white people, the ducks. And they can come into Chinatown, but Chinatown can't come into the Right. You know, and right. it's a very interesting world that is created, but it existed. This is based on real stuff. Yeah. So, so this Chinese guy said, these are some strange times. He said, the ducks, white people, think we're less than human. We can't own. We can't vote. Yet somehow we're responsible for the economic woes of the entire nation. Mm. That feels this could have been said by a black person. Yeah. This could have been said by a yeah. Mexican, this could, you know. And what's it, what I find so fascinating is that if you look at uh, certain sites like history.com, they have a nice, you know, generalized treatment of the whole topic. But they talked about the fact that during the time of the Chinese Exclusion Act, Chinese only comprised 0.002% of the total population. So 0.002% of the population was so grievous to the ducks that they had to marshal legislation in order to exclude this point, less than 1%, less than half of 1% of the population. But this is also the time that, you know, the mid-50s, we're seeing the end of the gold rush. There's massive unemployment and economic instability. Hello. This is very common and very familiar. So elected officials are able to tap into very anti-Chinese sentiment the same way they do now with any other race that they need to demonize Muslim, Mexican, and pass legislation Mm -hmm. get people excited so that they are angry and white and duckish but they're angry and white and duckish against the one group of people that have nothing to do with their problem and that is the same thing they did during the civil war that is the same thing they did during slavery to make the poor whites feel like well at least you're not a black nigger you're just poor white but one day you too could be wealthy enough to own a nigger if you try Keep up the good work, overseer. Here's an extra chicken for Bessie and them at the home. And that's all you need. And I can't remember what that movie, but there's this quote in a movie, maybe uh, Gangs of New York, where you can always pay one faction of the poor to destroy another faction of the poor, so long as they don't realize that that's what's happening. Like You can always get the poor, pay the poor to mess up other people. So th- when we're talking about people who are not highly literate, they are overwhelmed with the stresses of economic disenfranchisement. And the only thing they've got to distinguish them from everybody else is their whiteness, that's a very dangerous time. Anytime those elements show up in this country in mass, that's that's the perfect storm for the people who are they're aiming their ire at. Welcome to 2019 America. There we go. So what do we do? <sighs> I think because here's the thing. You're not because like the, this. the no, I I probably won't because <laughs> the thing that disturbed me was that that they're so massively over over um you know like you just said what is it zero point zero zero two percent right and if it if it's us it's like 13 percent right. like it's more if y'all fill out the census but that's another topic i said this yesterday i'm saying but i've but we're still not 50 percent. right so the numbers don't work in our favor no. so that means we're always going to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. so so i we got to change the mindset okay but i don't go ahead answer tell me i think we should look to history 
to guide how we proceed in the future. That's an element of Sankofa, which is a West African principle from the Akan and the Ashanti people that says you have to look to the past, understand what happened in the past, to know where you are today so that you can plan to go forward. I do not believe that had the Jewish community stayed in Germany to integrate into a active, an active Hitlerish, Nazi-ish regime, I do not believe that the Jewish people would be in the current state that they are in as it pertains to their overall collective health. They certainly would not have gotten Israel and they would not occupy the level of post-trauma evolution that we see them occupy. They had to leave the devilish spaces. All right. I'm, I'm, so I'm going to push back a little bit. Go ahead. There would there was a Germany before Jewish people got there. Mm-hmm. There was an Italy because mm-hmm. ghettos actually started there. That's right. In Italy. That's right. Um, as a group mm-hmm. from time immemorial, they were nomadic. Mm-hmm. The difference between Jewish people and Africans is that Africans were brought here specifically yep. to build this country, which we did. That's exactly right. Four million strong. So it wasn't just a, a sprinkle here, mm-hmm. a sprinkle there. Mm-hmm. They were Not whole just some st- small nomadic no, groups. There right? were whole states, South Carolina, Virginia, that yep. were predominantly black mm-hmm. to this day, Alabama, Mississippi. So the difference is integration wise. Mm-hmm. There is no America without Africans. Mm-hmm. There was a Germany without Jewish people. Yeah. There's no America without Africans. None. And for those of us who have been here five, six, seven generations, mm-hmm. the notion of leaving to go where exactly to mm-hmm. colonized continent, yeah, which yep. country in this continent? That's it, because it, it ain't great over there, and a makes, whole lot of space makes no sense. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I'm rejecting that. You can Cu- couple with couple with. The last thing you said about what, emotional what the the uh, you said something about they 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 have this post trauma po- right evolution. I'm gonna say that's that's backfiring. Okay, why? It is. Um, people are tired. I'm I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All over the globe, mm-hmm. people don't care anymore. Yeah, and the the never forget thing. Mm, not that they've forgotten; they just tired of hearing it, and they're tired of hearing it from a people who are typically aligned with the country that is not embracing that same sort of policy within their own borders. It's hypocritical. Yeah. So the hypocrisy mm-hmm. with the so what I'm saying is that's backfiring. Mm-hmm. So and it's limited. We're only talking 40, 40 50 years. Right. We're talking two hundred, four hundred years over mm-hmm. here right so there's a little bit of a difference coupled with coupled with here's the thing right um without th- us people mm-hmm. who actually can work and do things and create stuff and there was in, another element right as mm-hmm. those irish men were in the bar complaining why weren't they creating their own environment to feed themselves right. why are you depending upon why, why are you dependent depend on this right. you know what i'm saying right. like what what why are you not Anyway, so here's my pushback to the pushback. I'm going <laughs> to reference again Professor Derek Bell's interest convergence theory because you said something that was very true. America without black people is not America. But I would stretch that comment to say America without black people in a subservient enslaved position occupying the bottom rungs of society is not America. There is no American concept wherein black people occupy equitable and equal space with white people. That doesn't exist, never has. There is nothing in the historical record that suggests it ever will. So the idea of leaving when you've been here four or five generations, I get it. I don't know where I'm going. I, I'm very disquieted by this whole notion. Like, I don't know. Okay. I, I got passports, but I'm scared. But we have essentially three options. We get what hold we get. Em. Hold them. All em. right. I'm going to hold them. Hold them. I'm going to hold them. All em. right. Oh, I got an answer for you. 
and this is what is required, you know, as pipelines and architects, that we have to think through our issues. Right. We have to think through right. to have solutions, and, and, and it requires the pushback, the iron sharpening iron. Right. We mo- might both be right. Or wrong. We, we might both be wrong. Right. But we're going to have this conversation. <laughs>